Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Oh, look, we're recording. Folks. We should try to harmonize at some point. Not today. That would be super pretty. I think. I think it, in theory, if anyone else besides us did it, it would. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> um, well, welcome everyone to our April episode. It is uh, April Fool's Day and we forgot to fool you once again. God damn it. We really should have made Allison and Blaze do this. Every year we mean to do that one more time because it seemed to go pretty well the first time. Quickly, before we record this, should we just make them do it? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, uh, let me call Blaze back from the hospital real quick. Okay, got it. He's not He's not doing anything right now. I don't think he has anything more important to do than this, so. we. I wish we had thought of something creative to do. I wish I, because I, my first thought was, oh, I'll just pretend to be you the whole time, but that won't work. Um. <laughs> LOL, too late. Um, I guess maybe we'll do something on our social media. Go look there. Eva, can you write down for April 1st, 2021, that we should do something creative? Because I'm embarrassed that the two most creative people in the world have not done something for the second year in a row. A really bold statement to call us the two most creative people in the world, but okay. Um, You're welcome, by the way, also. Thanks for that. I'm I'm assuming I'm number two, right? One and a half. One and a half. How nice. Um, My cat is trying to get out the door. Hold on. This is my April Fools. <laughs> I am the fool. Okay. Let's get out of time. Maybe, maybe what we could do is we could read them all, but then upload it backwards, and then they have oh, to God. find a way to reverse it to listen to it. Oh, God. And then this will be at the end of the episode, and they'll probably fucking hate us by this point. I'm kind of say we're the most creative people in the world. Okay, you know before you said that, I was serious. But yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll find something. Also, Eva, don't write it for April first. Write it for like February first, so that next year we have two months to really uh, get up a notch. Remember, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. But at this point, all we have for you, us, we are the fools. Well, what else is new? Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to take this moment to say happy birthday to my mom. She uh, was supposed to be an April Fool's baby, but then came uh-huh. late. So last of the fools. <laughs> she just missed missed the cut. Now she's the the most wise person I ever met. Yes. Now she's the post fool. Anyway. <laughs> That's what they call her. 
Hi, yeah, yeah. Moving on. Hello. Welcome to our listeners episode for April. This is our fourth one of the year. Mm-hmm. This is the first one we've ever done apart. Exactly. We're a whole quarter a quarter of the year done now. Oh, my. Well, not yet. We have to get through this shit first. Cause... No, because then that'll be a whole third. Oh, we're currently quarter. Got it, got it, got it. My math is clearly not on point. Yeah, I'm the smart one. Can you watch it real quick? Uh, you're the most creative. You're the smartest. I'm just a big old dumb brick. <laughs> Give me five minutes and I'll find a way to compliment myself again um (laughs) oh i know (laughs) so uh if you are new here this is uh our listeners episode we put one out on the first of every month where you can submit your stories to and that's what we drink.com or you can email them to and that's why we drink at gmail.com and make sure to write like listener story in the subject title and uh we read your personal true crime and paranormal stories today we i'm gonna start off with one from someone named jordy who uses she her pronouns and Jordy says, oh, well, I'll say the, the title first. A murderer slept in my bed. Oh. Okay, Jordy. Okay. You don't need to be dramatic like that. So, Me? No, Jordy. <laughs> oh, I was like, sorry, I'll tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, what am I? Now I'm, I'm dumb. A dumb, I'm dramatic brick. I'm a dumb, dramatic brick. Fuck <laughs> me. Uh, the trifecta, I like to call you. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. No, you're good. So, Jordy says, Hello, Eva, Christine, M, and the whole And That's Why We Drink family. Hello. First, I want to say that you were amazing at your show in Burlington, Vermont. Oh, aka the very last show we've ever performed. That's true. Um, yes. Uh, we Thank you. I enjoyed my time in Vermont. Uh, I did too. That was the last time I traveled. It was one to remember. There was snow there. There was snow there. One for the books. Mm-hmm. um i was so excited to see you guys and i got the chance to uh and i'm glad i got the chance to before COVID 19 shut you down uh us too i got i hope you get a chance to get back on the road again but i also hope everyone is healthy and safe i have been wanting to send you this story for a while and since you gave us a free for all this time around i figured this was a perfect time good uh finally we're now open-minded to whatever stories come in maybe, <laughs> so. maybe that was my April Fool's so I was like just do whatever you want <laughs> uh I want to preface this by saying I was not in the bed with the murderer thank god thank god I was usually not home when he would sleep in my bed I want to protect the privacy of everyone involved so I will be using fake names I will attach the news article at the bottom if you want more details in 2015 I was in college and living in a two-bedroom apartment a two-bedroom apartment with two other girls, and let's call them A and J. Okay. Surprisingly, not A and B. Um, <laughs> J and I. Not everyone's uh, the most creative person in the world, okay? And Jesus. Or the smartest, clearly. clearly. Um, J and I shared a bedroom, but I was usually spending the night at my boyfriend's now fiance's house. J worked at a fast food restaurant, and I was close friends with a coworker we will call Ron. Okay, Ron gets a whole name. Great. Mm. Uh, Jay and Ron would hang out frequently, and Jay would invite Ron to our place a lot, but Ron didn't have consistent housing. So Ron was a nice guy, a little socially awkward, but so was Jay, so I didn't think anything of it. When Ron would come over to hang out, he would spend the night in my bed since I wasn't there and wasn't using it. Only once or twice uh, was I there when he slept over and he would sleep on the couch. In 2016, we graduated and I moved out and Jay moved into a different apartment, but she continued to have Ron over and stayed in touch with him. I stayed close with Jay and we would hang out every once in a while. 
in 2017 in late August, I had my friend Jay over for some drinks. She started uh, into the conversation as such. Hey, remember Ron? He's in jail now. Want to oh. guess why? <laughs> oh, want to guess why? What a fun game. <laughs> that is a fun game. Uh, I was a little shocked that he was in jail. So my first guess was drugs. Nope. Try again. So I tried burglary and Jay said very quickly, nope, murder. Oh. I was speechless. My first reaction was, of course, to get all the details as possible. Yes. Good job. For Christina and got it. <laughs> for us. But I couldn't wrap my mind around the fact that I knew a murderer. Jay told me the story the best she could at the time because details were still sketchy. In early 2017, Ron and his boyfriend were living in a tent in the middle of the woods. Ron and his boyfriend had a falling out. And at the time, Jay heard from Ron's family members that it was because Ron suspected his boyfriend of being a pedophile. What? Oh, boy. Um, in June, Ron shot his boyfriend oh. in the head. In the head oh at their God. campsite, at their campsite, waited for him to die and oh. then buried him there. Oh, my God. Also, if you have to wait for him to die. That's so fucked. That means you did not shoot him directly in the head or something. I don't know how that works, but. I'm, yeah, M knows. M's not the most medically uh, profound person in the world, unfortunately. But the. F- I, all of their <laughs> well, to be fair, in my mind, when I think of someone like intentionally cold blood murdering someone, there's no waiting for them to die. Like you just. You just kill them instantly. Uh, there's a lot of waiting to die because people usually kill people for the first time. That's a good point. I guess I've just never seen the phrase waited for him to die in writing. So well, that's very deeply disturbing. Yeah, it's just like an extra layer to it. Um, what did you do? Play solitaire? Like, did you, you watch? Yeah. Yikes. Um, so waited for him to die and then buried him there. He then stole his car and money and drove back to his parents' house where he stayed for the next few months before he was caught. Holy shit. Wow. Can you imagine also like as the murderer, can you imagine like the the anxiety of waiting like, to get caught? Wait, yeah, you're cornered basically. Oh. Yeah, like you know someone's gonna come looking for you. The boyfriend's family called the cops about a week after his disappearance and started a Facebook page to look for him. The family immediately blamed Ron, but they had no proof, so Ron got away with it for a few months. In July, my friend Jay reached out to Ron, not knowing any of this happened, and invited him to go hang out. Ron showed up and they just hung out and watched Netflix. And when Jay asked, hey, I didn't know you had a car. Ron replied, yeah, it's my boyfriend's. He's letting me borrow it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jay, of course, thought nothing of it and didn't know what that the boyfriend had actually been dead for a few weeks now. Ugh. In August. Ugh, gross. I, I just got goose cam. In August, Ron confessed to his sister what happened to his boyfriend and his sister immediately called the cops and texted my old roommate, Jay. When Jay told me all this, I yelled, you had a murderer at your house? He killed someone three weeks ago and then stayed at your house. And her response was, yeah, but I didn't know he was a murderer at the time. And Ron was arrested in August and is now serving 42 to life in jail, plus an additional 15 for grand theft for the car. Whoa. Holy shit. Told Jay that I don't trust her judgment of character. And now I'm very hesitant to meet any of her friends that I don't know personally. I know this isn't necessarily fair, but it's really jarring to think of at think of all the times Ron was at our house or in my bed and the whole time he was capable of doing what he did. I'm still friends with Jay and we don't talk about Ron very much. I'm sorry this was long, but thank you for reading it. And then uh, every Sunday you make my week. Oh my God, that is just creepy. Wow. Creepy, creepy. That's my boyfriend's car. Oh, he's letting me borrow it. Ooh. It's always wild. I mean, not that I... I don't think I have any. I hope I don't have any friends that are murderers. I can't think of a time where I personally 
was in that situation. But yeah, it must be weird to like think you know somebody and they just have a totally double life. Like you would have no idea the type of person they are. Yeah, they're like that good at covering something up. Oh, spooky. Yikes. Oh, thank you, Jordy. And also, sorry. Thank you, Jordy. Hope you're doing okay. Well, this next story is from, let's see, Ayla. Ayla says, it's like Kayla without the K and I use she, her pronouns. Oh, hi, Ayla. Ayla says, I'm a longtime listener and have been waiting forever for an excuse to share this story. You guys don't need an excuse. Send it. We love it. Send it on in. Send it on in. This is your excuse right now. This is me giving you an excuse. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to your excuse. (laughs) I think my, okay. The day of the fool. The day of the fool is the time I finally shine. Okay. So (laughs) that was me, not Ayla, to be clear. Okay. Ayla says, (laughs) I have been waiting for an excuse to share the story. So here we go. I think my neighbor murdered his son and now his ghost haunts my neighborhood. Okay. But let's start from the beginning. Okay. Okay. In 2014, I was living with my mom in a house in the country. Next door lived an older man, his wife, and their 35-year-old son. There's a whole bunch of backstory, but basically they were a really broken family, and the son lived in the barn and did work for his parents. All the time we heard screaming and fighting from next door, and at one point the dad was missing a front tooth, presumably from a fight. One morning, my mom went out to feed the horses and came running back in, screaming that the barn next door was on fire. Apparently, there had been a fight the night before, and the son had fallen asleep drinking and smoking. We went to try and help until the fire department came, but there wasn't much we could do. Oh, my gosh. After they arrived, we stood with the dad, watching the flames in complete and shocked silence. At this point, it became clear that the son had passed on. Oh, my God. Yikes. My mom turned to the dad and said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He turned and looked her in the eye and verbatim said, it was a simple solution to our very difficult problems. <gasps> what? <sighs> what? Did the dad murder his son? I mean, she said in the first line, I think my da- my neighbor murdered his son. I know, <laughs> so but like, I know, but hearing this, like, I kind of didn't want to believe it. And now that's like some very clear evidence to me. No, you're right. I mean, I just got, I got chills. And then she says, I still get chills when I think about it. So fucking scary. Uh, okay, just so if in case you, you missed that, uh, this, the dad turned to her mom and said, it was a simple solution to our very difficult problems. Yikes. As his son died in a fire. Okay. Um, there was never a formal investigation and it was ruled an accident. Within a few months, they sold the house and a super kick-ass lady and her daughters moved in. However, it seems that not everyone moved out. Ooh. Okay. The spirit of the sun lingers in the barn, which is now my neighbor's glass studio, and often creeps over to my house. Oh boy. Yikes. You can't talk about the accident while in the barn without something turning on or off, feeling something stand right behind you, or tap your shoulder. Some of the things that have been experienced at my house at my house are the heat constantly being set to sixty-six degrees, parentheses, we live in Oregon, so this one is extra annoying. Oh yeah. Yeah, that sucks. My friend and I were once planning a birthday party for her, and she made a joke about accidentally setting the house on fire. After that, every single lighter, we'd gotten a new pack just for the party, except for the pink one, her favorite color, stopped working. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it was trying to prevent for another fire happening. This is, like, serious Goose Cam story right now. Wow. But I love that he let her keep her favorite color. Yeah, he was like, okay, I'm going to take a few of these away, but you do what you need <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah, like a chaperone. Okay. 
The friend, the same friend ended up living at the house for a while and once woke up from a nightmare to find every single cupboard and drawer in the house open and every light turned on. Absolutely not. That, that, that that's some poltergeist shit. Yep. He's done a mountain of weird shit and always seems to be the most active when there's a lot of activity going on in the house, but I've never felt scared of him. I think he just likes being a part of all the ruckus. Sorry this was so long. I hope you enjoyed it. And thank you so much for all the giggles and gasps you provided me. Wow. Thank you, Ayla. That was short and terrifying, just how we like it. Oh my gosh. And also, like, still blown away that, like, a potential murder happened. Like, how bad must it be with your kid to be like, like, what difficult problems are you having that murder is the only solution you can say? Well, and I mean, even if it wasn't intentional to be so cold hearted to just be like, well, that was easy. It's like, yeah, like at least fake cry. Like, geez, you're not even good at right. Faking it. Oh, that's so sad. So sad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving on to our, I give specific instructions. (laughs) Okay, I guess I did just tell everyone that this is their excuse to send whatever they want, so. <laughs> uh, but also, he does seem like he's a chill ghost. He would have fit into, like, last month's uh, category. That's true, and that's true. If thinking about salsa in a variety of delicious flavors and heat levels makes your mouth water, you need to check out Green Mountain Gringo. And make sure to turn the jar around and take a look at its clean backside. A list of its all-natural ingredients. Of course, that's what I meant, of course. And all their products are preservative-free, too. With the medium salsa, you get hearty chunks of tomatoes, tomatillos, peppers, and onions in every scoop. I'm reading the ad and my mouth is watering. Uh, Anyway, the hot salsa brings flavorful heat to every meal with each bite containing jalapenos, serrano peppers, and other savory herbs. Plus, they've got a hot sauce with a tangy, spicy flavor that enhances the simplest of meals. It's perfect for avocado egg toast or tacos. I sort of feel like they're reading my mind because I put salsa on almost everything, but specifically, I use their salsa. I use usually the medium salsa and then uh, also the hot sauce on my avocado egg toast. And I don't know how the script knew that maybe everybody eats this but i always make toast with avocado and then i put scrambled eggs on top and i put salsa i can't eat it without salsa and the green mountain gringo is always there for me in the fridge because it really adds to i mean any meal if you're me but definitely the eggs avocado toast situation visit greenmountaingringo.com and start shopping use the store locator to find green mountain gringo products get inspiration for recipes and purchase products using promo code podcast 24 for 20 percent off that's promo code podcast 24 and don't forget to check out their backside <laughs> do you pride yourself on finding the best deals and savings yes it's me i'm raising my hand rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop Get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every single category, including fashion, beauty, home essentials, travel, dining, and so much more. Shop brands like Macy's, Adidas, YSL Beauty, Samsung Petco, just to name a few. Plus, membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Cashback rates change daily. Here's how it works. Stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and then Rakuten shares a commission with its members via check or PayPal quarterly. And you better believe how exciting it is when your PayPal alerts you that you've gotten money. It's no wonder Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.com. Or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cashback really adds up. 
Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. There are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Get started today and get after your goals. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required and it's less expensive than takeout. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is a perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. I've found myself recently recommending Factor to so many people in my life and this food is really good. So Blaze and I actually get to pick our own meals every week and, you know, separate them in the little drawer in the fridge and, uh, uh, make sure the other keeps their hands off. I personally love the cold brew smoothies. Those are always my go-to in the morning if I'm running around dropping Leona off, don't have time to cook myself breakfast. It's a great solution. Head to factormeals.com slash drink50 and use code drink50 to get 50% off. That's code drink50 at factormeals.com slash drink50 to get 50% off. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Good point. So this one is from Rachel. Rachel's title is my grandpa was held at gunpoint during a nuclear bomb scare. Holy shit. What? Oh, I should also add, sorry, I forgot to say a list subject. It's true crime and paranormal double whammy. Oh, well, yes, yes, it was. I had both of our, both of our elements. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. So uh, Rachel says, sup Eva M. Christine fur babies and petrified fruits. My name is my name is Rachel. She her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns, Rachel. And I have a grandparent story that's a bit late to Christine's request, but I felt like it was good enough to send anyways. I love grandparent stories. I am from Northeast Michigan as my parent as are my grandparents. And back in the late 1900s, I don't recall the decade, I think it was between the 60s and 80s. My grandpa Pat worked at a base for airplanes up here. He was a janitor and had a pass to go into the basement of the base to clean the floors and whatnot. The basement apparently had top secret things in it. And unbeknownst to my grandpa, in the basement, there was a commotion going on above ground. During the time, there had been tension with the Russian military as Russian planes would fly over the base to see if anything suspicious was going on. At the time, nuclear bomb information slash evidence had been hidden in the basement, and it was an active base for the U.S. military. So I don't know how, first of all, how Pat got clearance to even sweep the floors down there, but good for you, Grandpa Pat. Uh, So back to Pat. He was down in the basement cleaning when the scare happened. The base had gone on lockdown because, if I remember correctly, either an unknown plane had flown over or there was a threat out on the base itself. Troops swarmed the whole place, and my grandpa and his mop were kept in the basement at gunpoint till the lockdown was over, probably a couple hours. He later came home with a big old Pat story to my mom, which she ended up telling me later. (laughs) That's pretty much the end, so thank you for reading, and much love to the old, and that's why we drank, gang. I sadly cannot come to your tour this year. Actually, well, (laughs) neither can any. Neither can we. Neither can we. (laughs) However, thank you for making the content you do. It makes me incredibly happy and interested in new things every episode. Love rachel that is 
bonkers. That's talk about a grandparent story. Like, oh, let me tell you about the time. The time I was it was during a nuclear bomb scare on base when I was sweeping and then held at gunpoint. Truly, and here we are complaining that we can't leave our houses and we have to drink beer at home. Like, guys, life is so hard for me right now. No, I I, 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 I just have to. I have to wear my sweatpants and oh, look at pictures of dogs. It's terrible. Yes. Um, our poor grandchildren. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. This next one is from Sarah, she, her. And the subject is brothers play pranks even in the afterlife. Aw. The subject, or I'm sorry, the story says, Hi, I'm Christine, Eva, and Sweet Baby G, Geo, and Olive, and Lemon. I just started listening to your podcast at the suggestion of my coworker before the show you did last year in Albany. I love the listener stories and wanted to share one of my own with you, so let's crack into it. I grew up in a big family with two brothers and a sister. When I was 16, my older brother Kevin unexpectedly passed away in a motorcycle accident. Oh no. We had been through a lot as a family, but nothing like this. Despite everything we had been through, we would always play pranks on each other as a way to keep our spirits up. After the funeral, my parents, siblings, and myself were sitting at the kitchen table reflecting about the services and how we were all waiting for a sign from Kevin telling us he was okay. Two nights later, I was laying in bed before going to sleep and thought about how I was cold and turned off my ceiling fan before going to bed. I woke up at 2 a.m. that night freezing my ass off because my ceiling fan was turned on full blast. (laughs) Now it's, (laughs) it's summer in upstate New York, so it was easily 90 degrees outside. I stumbled to the switch and turned the fan off and went back to sleep. An hour later, I woke up with my ceiling fan on again. This continued the entire night. When I woke up that morning, I immediately knew it was Kevin playing a prank on me. That night when my dad got home from work, I was excited to tell him that Kevin really was okay. My dad gave me a confused look and told me his TV would turn on with full volume and blast over and over all night. I called my other brother to tell him about mine and my dad's experience, and he said his iPod battery, this was before iPhones, kept dying even when it was fully charged. That next night, the light in my sister's bedroom wouldn't turn on. We tried flipping the switch a few times with no luck. We went to the basement to get a new bulb, and when we got back upstairs, the light was on. There is no doubt in my mind this was my brother telling us that he was okay and would still be pulling pranks on us even in the afterlife. Oh, and you're probably wondering why he didn't do anything to our mom. The answer is simple. Growing up, she would have none of our pranks. Apparently, being a spirit doesn't stop you from being scared shitless of a pissed-off mom. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that's my story. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to see you live again, Sarah. Oh, oh my gosh. That's precious. And also an inspiration for like the things I'm going to do when I die before you. Thanks. I'm going to ruin your life. I, you I cannot wait. Sarah, I'm so sorry for your loss. That's tragic. And um, I'm glad you found some comfort. Yeah. In the ceiling fan that kept you super cold all night. I mean, it's also, it's very adorable that obviously in my opinion he wants to like let everyone know that he's still there and also he hasn't changed he's literally like i'm yes. I'm still here to piss everyone off it's fine <laughs> don't worry about me yeah i love that i love that um anyway yeah thank you for your story thank you so this one my next one is from laura she her pronouns and the subject title is my personal favorite cat possessed by american jazz legend oh my Where is the story going, Laura? I truly have no idea. (laughs) So Laura writes, uh, Hi, everyone. For background, my husband Nick is both brilliant and has always been a big old nerd. So one of his many areas of expertise is music. And when we were in high school, his mom took in a little street kitten. And Nick named him Mingus after the famous American jazz musician Charles Mingus. So cute. 
Mingus was kind of a little asshole, but he was very cute and incredible and uh, uh, cute and incredibly something. But the word was not typed uh, <laughs> oh. and took and took to peeing in the human toilet by himself one day. What? Okay, Mingus. Oh, would it, do you think it was incredibly like incredibly took to peeing? Incredibly, I I want to say incredibly weird and took to peeing in the human toilet. <laughs> Maybe they're calling it like oh, and incredibly the cat peed in the toilet. Maybe that is what it is. Maybe I'm just reading English wrong. Um, Nick says that Mingus would just creep into the bathroom when you were uh, when you were peeing, watch you like cats do, and then eventually seem to think it was his turn or it was a good idea to try for himself. That is incredible. I'm sorry. That's crazy. Uh, we were all impressed with this genius cat and began to heavily judge the other two less proactive cats in the house. <laughs> So other music nerds might know where I'm going with this, but years later, after Mingus the Cat was a fully established member of the family, Nick learned a quirky fact about Charles Charles Mingus, aside from writing music, was that he also authored a short manual entitled The Charles Mingus Cat Along for Toilet Training Your Cat. What? That's fucking wild. Catalog? Uh, Catalog? Catalog. Like catalog, but catalog. Catalog. (gasps) Okay, I'm sorry. This person sounds like M. I absolutely would write a manual for how to toilet train your animals. Um, not a manual. A cat. Okay, never mind. A catalog. Uh, this is why I'm not writing it. A Charles Mingus catalog for training toilet training your cat. Uh, if you, what a very specific connection. What the fuck? And for your cat to like, I imagine not know this. Um, if you can believe it, no one had any knowledge about this when naming Mingus the cat, and positively, what? no one trained the cat to use the toilet. It was all a really weird coincidence. I've heard that occasionally cats will learn to do this on their own, but I like to imagine Charles Mingus, the meowsician, oh, was <laughs> pleased to have a namesake cat and decided to step in and lend a paw. <laughs> anyway, um, so they there actually is... Um, charlesmingus.com slash mingus slash cat dash training dash program in case anyone wants to check it out um thanks for an amazing inclusive show from laura p.s uh while i uh p.s while i know a lot of people still try to train their cats to use the toilet turns out it's generally not a good idea cat shit is not great for plumbing systems and said shit can contain a parasite which is toxic to humans and which most waste water treatments was most wastewater treatment systems aren't equipped to remove. Interesting, because I have heard that that people have told me to try and train Junie to do that. So I guess I shouldn't. Well, now you know. Unless you're Charles Mingus, I wouldn't. I guess I'm not, though, huh? That cat is. So <laughs> what a bummer. That's anyway, crazy. thank you. Thank you, Laura, for your story. What a weirdly specific. It's bananas. That's crazy. Because I know you can train your cat. I didn't know like cats just did it automatically without being trained. Oh, here comes my dumb cat. He clearly had taken the Charles Mingus class. Junie. Junie's scratching the shit out of my armchair. Okay. This is a story from Abigail Sheher. Uh, subject is April Fools. Not true crime or paranormal, but pretty hilarious. So. Okay. You're saving our butts. Um, Abigail says, hello all. I hope everything is going well and you aren't going crazy with being stuck at home. I've been listening to your podcast for about a year. Random episodes in no order. Oh, don't do this to me. Abigail. Oh, poor, poor Abigail. You don't know anything, and yet you know everything. You know too much, somehow. (laughs) You know too much, but you don't know the timeline. (laughs) That's right, which makes it so much more chaotic, I think. 
Um, but I began binge listening from the beginning when I went out of the country for spring break. I have now been in self-quarantine for about a week, and y'all are the only thing that has gotten me through. I just finished listening to your 2019 April Fool's Listener episode, and Eva had picked out a story that was neither true crime nor paranormal, so I thought, so I thought it would be appropriate to share this story. Last year during finals, my friend and I went to Starbucks to do some last-minute studying during lunch because it is right across from our high school. We had been there for a bit on the comfy chairs when three old men walked in. They sat on the other comfy chairs next to us and began talking about a funeral they had just come from. Side note, there's also a funeral home walking distance from our Starbucks that my family actually owns. And while we've had no paranormal experiences, my grandpa has some wild stories from running the place. Okay, that's for your grandpa. I don't even know if you're there yet, Abigail, but we asked for grandpa stories. Grandpa, write in. (laughs) Yeah. So these men began talking about the guy who died, and my friend and I kind of ignored them until they got to the part about how he died. So the story goes like this. This guy, let's call him Bob, had to come home to check on some things with their house while his wife stayed in Florida for a couple more weeks. But Bob wasn't really checking on the house. He was having an affair. Oh, no. Bob. Bob, God damn it. Keep in mind, Bob is like 70 to 80. He was having an affair with this woman. Let's call her Joan. And they were, quote, reliving their youth. Or as M says, doing things we shouldn't talk about on this podcast. Okay. I think we should talk about it. I think, you know, it doesn't matter if you're 70 or 80, you can still be morally uncouth. I think that sounds not like something M would say, but I'm sure you've said it. But nowadays, M would say, no, let's talk about it right now. Now now that I've been told we shouldn't, I want to. That's right. Now that your past self has told you not to. (laughs) Okay. Uh, This caused Bob to then have a heart attack. Uh oh. (gasps) Oh boy. Away. Oh, this but, took a turn. Yeah, quickly, huh? But as those old men said, at least he died while getting it. Oh, dear God. Ew, he died in the middle? Oh, uh-huh. poor Joan. Uh-huh. Poor Joan. Can you imagine? No. Then to make matters worse. Also, go Joan. Sorry, go Joan. <laughs> for what? Killing him? It sounds like they oh, were her. having a great time. For great her. way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like he was uh, having a little too much fun. Um, then to make matters worse Joan realized that there were no phones in the house why (gasps) I don't know so Joan had to do the ultimate walk of shame to the neighbors to explain the situation by the way the neighbors okay wait sorry it she literally says that so I'm not gonna say it myself um the neighbors to explain the situation call the police neighbors by the way who knew that Joan was not Bob's wife oh no Joan and the wife both went to Bob's funeral Sadly, my friend and I had to leave to get our next exam in times. Damn it. So we aren't sure how that turned out. But as a couple of 16-year-olds in the middle of finals, that was the most interesting part of our week. Uh, Sorry it was a bit long. I don't expect something this random to make it on the show, but thank you for reading it, Eva. You are all amazing, Abigail. Oh my god, that was so good. Abigail, we we both know I love the drama, but also like... I bet Joe. I bet a uh, Bob's wife is probably like, well, suits him well. Like, if you're gonna cheat on me, you might like. No wonder, like, karma would kick you right, like right away, like immediately. Yeah. Damn. Well, that is quite a story, and I'm I'm very sorry about Bob's loss, but like, what a way to go out, like you said. I mean, yeah, with a bang. With a bang. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Oh boy. Anyway, well, thank you everyone for sending your stories in. Those were a delight for me. Yes. Thank you so much. Happy April Fool's Day. Sounds like Bob was the ultimate fool. Um, that's the moral <laughs> no, of this entire episode. The ultimate um, walk of shame. Other than that, I I mean, I guess enjoy your April Fool's Day. Hopefully 
some of us are feeling healthy and better and mentally okay. And hopefully we're I all. No one uses the coronavirus to do April Fool's jokes. Like, I don't know. Oh, my. That. Oh, my goodness. Need... If you thought about doing it, that. take this as your sign to not do that. Um, don't do that. But hopefully everyone's healthy. If we're all still quarantined, which I'm pretty sure we still will be, uh, <laughs> just stay snuggled up and and have a good day. We love you. And um, I don't have a May story because I think things are so chaotic right now that um, maybe I can't really combine. Maybe the theme can be chaos. I guess so. I was going to say I can't confine this all to one little box. Um, however, I do. I don't necessarily want to wish uh, upon Eva an inbox full of chaos, but I guess <laughs> it kind of already is that. I don't know. You guys just take it upon yourselves. Yeah. This is your excuse. Send in whatever you want. This is your, this is your, fuck it, we're all isolated and the world is burning, so I'm just going to send a story. Uh-huh. That's the theme. Good idea. And put the subject, if you want, in the subject line. That makes it easier, um, as Emma always says, for Eva to pick stories out. So. Yes. Anyway, thanks, everyone. Um, and we love you. And happy April Fool's Day. And from two of the biggest fools in the world. Yes. And? That's? Why? We? Drink. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.